0: When were the what schools? Who decides what the next? Where's that story? Why they keep the look What is this? It's Curious City. Where
1: WBEZ answers your questions
0: it's about Chicago, the region, and its people.
1: Logan Jaffe, Curious City's multimedia producer. Here, every time it snows in Chicago, I dream about Florida. But I can tell you, come wintertime, there are Floridians dreaming of Chicago, too. I was one of them. I grew up there, a kid without a snow day, stuck with the hurricanes and mosquitoes while the rest of the country made snowmen and had snowball fights. And I felt left out. So when I saw this question come into Curious City, I thought, this one is for me. It's from a classroom of fourth and fifth graders in North Carolina who wanted to know about the, quote, snow surplus from the Chicago blizzard of 1967, the biggest snowstorm in the city's history. They heard that some of the snow was somehow shipped down to school kids in Florida, and they wanted the full story, the who, the why, the how. I jumped at the chance to investigate, because if school kids in Florida really did get snow honest-to-God, fluffy, white, perfect Chicago snow-day snow in 1967, that'd be a miracle by Florida kid standards. And I want to tell you that miracles really do happen. Let's start back on January 26th, 1967. The windy city of Chicago is white, battered by a furious winter storm which dumped two feet of snow across the Midwest. 68 deaths were traced to the blizzard. Ten-foot drifts were a common sight. The city dumped snow anywhere it could. Parkland, vacant lots, even the Chicago River. Some Chicago railroad companies came up with their own solution for the snow surplus in their train yards. One that caught the attention of media outlets around the country. As reported in Connecticut's morning record, As the hub of the nation's transcontinental rail traffic, Chicago's railroads loaded empty boxcars with snow and hauled them off to Tennessee, Mississippi, or Texas to melt in the sun. Some 500 carloads of snow moved south in one week. Sayonara, problem solved. Except that is not the whole story. Remember our curious classroom's question about how and why a trainload of snow ended up in the sunshine state? Well, it turns out it was all because of one girl.
0: That was a big day in my life, and I haven't talked about it to anybody in a long time.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, the snow queen who single handedly brought a freight train of snow to Fort Myers Beach in 1967. Her name is Terry Bell, Terry Hodson at that time. She was 13 years old. Okay, so I'm curious how the whole thing started. Yeah, my
0: family was sitting around one evening watching the nightly news and you had had a tremendous snowstorm in Chicago and they said they were actually loading it on empty train cars that were headed south. So I, being the curious child I was, said to my dad, I think I should write him and ask him to send me some down here. And he laughed and said, yeah, sure, go ahead.
1: So she wrote a letter to William Quinn, the president of the Chicago, Burlington and Quincy Railroad.
0: If you're sending snow south, could you please send me some? I live in Florida and I've never seen snow and I would like it if you would send me some snow. Wow.
1: Um, and so, like, as a 13-year-old, did you think it was a long shot? well, um, oh, I don't know. Probably 50-50. But Quinn did get Terry's letter and possibly sensing a good PR stunt and Possibly out of the goodness of his heart, Quinn said he, quote, sympathized with Terry's plight.
0: So, my parents actually got the phone call, and a few minutes later, after they got off the phone, they called me in and sat me down and they said, Do you remember that letter you sent to the railroad about the snow? And I thought, Oh dear, I'm in trouble. The look on my father's face, and he started laughing and he says, Well, guess what? You're going to get it. <laughs>
1: And what did you, what did you think?
0: (laughs) Um, Oh, I was just totally in shock. Then I was, you know, like a kid waiting on Christmas at that point.
1: Here's how it worked. The Burlington and Quincy Railroad already had a line running from Chicago to South Florida. Typically, the trains would leave Chicago empty to pick up fruit in Florida before heading back north in refrigerated cars. So honoring Terry's request, Quinn loaded a couple cars full of snow. Needless to say, the media went berserk.
0: Florida gets snow on request.
1: Youth Snow Wish answered. Snow
0: due in Florida soon. Children to see snow
1: first time in lives. Read a week's worth of headlines from Pennsylvania to California. Terry Hodson became a national celebrity. The most popular girl in school that week. <laughs> and then this is the day that the snow came rolling into town. What was the crowd like? Oh, there was probably
0: uh, maybe a thousand people there.
1: It a was, thousand people? It was, it was people?
0: crowded. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> they actually had me cut the metal seal, with the band on the doors to the car, and was there when they slid the door open. But it wasn't quite what I pictured. I had expected it to be soft and powdery and, you know, like drifting snowflakes and, and it, it, would, it would just, you know, come kind of pouring out of the car. And unfortunately, after a week's ride in a refrigerator car, was no longer soft powdery snow. It was quite icy. You could still kind of form it a little bit and do something with it. And people were building, trying to build snowmen and throw snowballs and make snow angels and stuff. I guess I, you know, Never questioned it as a kid. I just assumed snow was always snow. It was soft and powdery and, you know, I always thought it just stayed soft and powdery. I didn't realize that it refroze and turned to ice and things like that.
1: Yep, give a kid from Florida 20 minutes with snow and she'll get as disenchanted as any Chicagoan. So to the classroom of kids in North Carolina who asked about that trainload of snow to Florida nearly a lifetime ago, yes, it happened, which is Pretty miraculous it's just that some miracles melt in 20 minutes.
0: It was still snow, and I could say I saw snow, but I've still never really walked out on a snowy day like a Christmas card and and in real snow. Um, you know everybody says you'll have a you know your claim to fame in one you know, some time in your life, and that was probably the most exciting thing that ever happened in my life. Fairy tales can come true. Can happen to you if you're young at
1: Reporting for this story came from me, Logan Jaffe. Support for Curious City comes from the Doris and Howard Conan Fund for Journalism. Say hi to Florida for me. I miss it. Uh, oh, yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> I do. I do. I really do. Thank you. Bye-bye. Right. Bye. Next time on Curious City, in 1910, tourists went to Chicago's stockyards, parks, and lakeshore some went to the levee. Hey, Mac, welcome to the levee district. You're looking for some action? We got gambling, we got beer, and we got women. That's next time on WBEZ's Curious City.